All right, uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you in town for the Utah-Washington State game. Joining us from the Pac-12 Networks, he is Yogi Roth on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hey, Yogi, how are you? Great. Second time this week in your city, man. So uh, it's a good thing to be in Salt Lake. I, I love coming here, and I'm pumped for tomorrow. It looks like you might have brought some rain with you. Forecast is uh, rainy for tomorrow. Does that mean anything? Yeah, I think it's huge. You know, number one, Mike Yam's hair is going to be impacted <laughs> dramatically on our set on the Pac-12 Network. So if you come Tragic. by the set, we'll be there at 3. Feel free to bring him some product. I'm sure you enjoy it. <laughs> Luckily, Nigel Burton's hair won't be impacted at all because it doesn't exist. Uh, but on the football field, yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting because we've never seen Anthony Gordon throw in this, right? We know that the air rate's not going to change. You could look at the Apple Cup last year or anything that Mike Leach has done in poor weather situations. It's not like they're going to show up with two tight ends and pound the football. So I think that's big, uh, but it's a two-way street. You know, last weekend, Utah, uncharacteristically, I thought, uh, had poor footwork in the secondary. You know, would slip, would fall, like things that I haven't seen. And as a former wideout, you love it when it rains because – you control where you're going. You can set up DVs even more. So for the Utah secondary, I expect them to be much more sound, uh, you know, in the back end, technically speaking. But when it's wet and when it's rainy, you, you have to play a little bit slower, I think, at times, not cut as violently. And I think that really is a benefit to the wideouts. If Anthony Gordon can deal in this weather, I think it'll be big. Um, and I think for, for Utah, of course, if you can, it's, it's a huge advantage. So, I don't know who has the advantage just yet, but I look to the first quarter and find out. Can uh, you explain exactly what happened to the Cougars in the second half there last week, Yogi? Well, there's a bunch of theories, right? I mean, I think if you weren't just conservative, uh, you know, coach on the couch, you could say they ran the same plays and took the clock down to 10 seconds from seven minutes left to the 30 end of the game they run the clock out. If they took a knee on every snap in that same time period, I think they win the ball game. So <laughs> that's like the dramatic, because we know that that's not a philosophy that Mike Leach or anybody who really runs the air raid. You, know, you look at anybody in the air raid, and four-minute offense is much different than David Shaw's four-minute offense, for instance, at Stanford. So I think there's that. You know, I go back to the final drive, and you know, I'm not that old school, but I still think that with 2.16 left, you know, you could just own the clock and, and end the game, but they throw to run a lot of the times. And Aesop Winston, you could argue, he's their best player. Um, fumble the ball, something we don't see. So football guys weren't on their side in that regard, you know. Um, a lot of things happen to make that thing go the other way. Almost like everything happened to make that thing go the other way, including the last two minutes and change. So I think that was it. You know, they played sloppy. Coach Leach addressed that. Uh, missed a lot of tackles. Both teams did at times. And UCLA, I give him credit, man. Like, I, I thought, you know, the biggest moment I wanted to anticipate last weekend was when UCLA's backs were against the wall. Would they respond? And they did, you know, and credit them. And, you know, Wazoo has to wear it in terms of not stepping on their throat and ending it when they have the opportunity to do so. So I haven't seen a poor game like that. I don't think any of us have in terms of a comeback. We've seen teams come out and play bad, but we've never seen them play bad after playing so well. And, I can't wait to see how they bounce back. I'm sure they're dialed. I'm sure they're focused. And for as much hype as we thought this game would be with two undefeated teams, now it's two teams coming off a loss and the loser's basically eliminated from the CFB. 
Uh, so it's it's huge in that regard. Now, I'll tell you, as I was watching that game unfold last week, I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, I've watched a lot of football over the last uh, five or six decades, but I've never seen that. That was just, it was just one wow after another. Couldn't believe what I was watching, you know. Yeah, well, the thing that it got me, I, I turned it on because we, we had a game we were calling at the time, and it was Colorado ASU. And I look up with seven minutes left, kind of like the rest of the country. Saw forty nine seventeen, and went back to calling the game and figured it was over. And oh man, I kind of felt bad for Chip and the squad. Our game ends. I look up and I'm like, "What is happening?" I'm not leaving his press box and sat there and watched the rest of the game. You know, it was about forty five minutes left in the game with you know seven minutes left because it took so long. But that being said, I, I think. The creativity was from the beginning. You, know, you go watch UCLA's first drive, and they run this play with their tight end that they don't convert a touchdown on. But it's just genius from Chip Kelly. And I said, oh, boy, this is, this is going to be a fun film just to go back and watch and nerd out on. And it was exactly that. So, yes, wow factor everywhere, um, shock value everywhere. And credit to me to UCLA for coming back and all the blame. I think Wazoo's got to wear it. You know, they had a chance to, to end that thing. And be a top 15 team coming into this weekend, you know, you know, probably approaching a top 10 team if they were able to beat Utah. So, yeah, I think that's the beauty of football, man. You, you got to show up and with these teenage kids or young 20-year-olds, you never know. And I would imagine all 105 guys on the Wazoo sideline thought it was over like the rest of the country did. And there's only about 64 other guys that thought the other way, thought otherwise, and, and they did it. So what do you anticipate the nature of the game will be tomorrow night? You talked about how Washington State is going to throw the football. We know that. But do you think this thing could creep into the high-scoring range, or do you think it'll uh, it'll uh, settle down a little bit around that 30-point range? I think it'll be like last year. Yeah, I called the game last year on the Pac-12 Networks in Pullman, where Utah came out, and it's kind of they, they changed identity a little bit. It's similar now in terms of running the football. Like, playing a little bit more conservative on offense. Um, and I think they had a lead at half, and then Wazoo came back and, of course, threw a game-winning with, like, 78-yard touchdown uh, over the head of Julian Blackman down the right sideline. I remember, like, yesterday. I, I think it'll be like that. You know, it's going to be a game. It's going to be physical. But both teams are. It's not like Wazoo is a, you know, a, a Big 12 team that's just going to throw it around and doesn't want to, you know, get dirty and get filthy in the of that, and that's all because of Mike Leach and you know the approach that he has and his philosophy. So I, I think it'll be very similar. I, don't, I, I just landed, so I don't know if anything else has come out about Zach Moss, uh, but I'd be intrigued by that because Utah's going to want to run the football. I think Tyler Huntley, I'm going to do a breakdown tomorrow in, pre, in the pregame show about his efficiency. He's, you got to give him three Pac-12 quarterbacks not to throw a turnover or not to throw an interception. And he's played well. He's done it from under center. He's done the sprint out, the naked game. He's run the option. I mean, he's really done a lot. And I met with him on Wednesday and interviewed the Hallandale trio. And uh, he's got a confidence. and He's got an intellect about him that I think is special. So he'll still have to make three throws in the game. I say that every game. And it pretty much bears out when you watch it. He had two last week. You know, didn't didn't have a third one. It's a big-time conversion you know, in a critical moment. And he'll have to do that. Cause I, th- I think this will go back and forth. Utah's going to have to run the ball. The receivers are going to have to make plays. And we know what has happened in the past when Wazoo gets a lead on teams. You know, they have to change their approach to a degree. So if that happens, I'd be, I'd be, really, it'd be really fun to watch Tyler kind of open it up. And that's happened in this league over the course of the last, you know, last weekend or so. Dorian Thompson Robinson opened up. 
Jay uh, Daniels will open it up at ASU. Chase Garver's opening it up at Ole Miss. So this may be that time for him if, if they have to, pending the weather. But I think it's going to be a great one. I think it comes down to the last two possessions. Uh, I give Utah the edge just based on being at home. I still think, you know, because last week I was so uncharacteristic, 17 penalties, they just played poor in terms of playing the ball deep. Um, I still think they're the best team in the conference, and I'd like to think that that was an anomaly last week, but we'll find out. Find out what they do on the offensive front. You know, I think they have nine holds on the season. They just do some, They did some things last weekend that we hadn't seen, so um, I look forward to watching them because if you took out the penalties, or excuse me, if you took off the touchdowns from last weekend and just watched the game back, it's a route. You know, they dominated that game at SC other than a handful of plays. And I, I got to think that they'll come back with that type of intention, and uh, it'll be fun to see if they can do it. Yogi, you mentioned that uh, you've been in town a couple of times this week, and uh, given Utah's uh, policy on injuries, I asked this question somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but I understand you were working on a piece on the Hollandale Trio, so you tell us, is Zach Moss going to play? I don't know, you know, to be honest. (laughs) Um, I have no idea. Uh, You saw from the picture that uh, was out on socials, he had his pads on, so um, I know this. I know he's one of the toughest dudes, if not the toughest dude. Uh, uh, Yeah, this is going on. Sorry, I'm just getting out of my, my uh, Uber here, guys. Um, I, he's one of the toughest dudes ever, so if there's one guy that could, it'd be him. I mean, I don't even know the nature, to be honest, or the intensity of the injury. And, you know, that's okay. I mean, what was fun last week was watching guys bounce back and respond. And that was, you know, from the other running backs, you know, I, I thought we were going to see more of the freshmen, and we didn't. And it'll be fun to see if Zach doesn't go, who kind of elevates, and who steps up their game, because they're not going to not run the ball. Well, tell us a little bit about this piece you're working on, though, Yogi. It sounds uh, interesting, and no doubt that those three players have had a big-time impact on, on the Utah football program. Yeah, it, uh, well, that piece uh, is, is really going to be fun because I have to sit down with those guys, and I wanted to make it playful and have those three basically be able to connect with one another and talk with me as almost as though it was like a four-person conversation. And that's what they do. You know, They, they kind of gave some insight into why they came and how it happened, right? Huntley, uh, excuse me, Simpkins was, Damari was committed first, about an hour later, 30 minutes later, came Tyler Huntley, and he talks about why. And then a couple months later, Zach Moss came, they talk about why. And, you know, surprisingly and almost, uh, you know, it's pretty funny. It, it was because of the environment, because of the weather, because they went snowmobiling. And so they had some fun with that and then talked about just coming from Miami, what it was like to get recruited from Dennis Erickson. And it was a fun side of those guys, and, and I credit them for opening up and having a, having a blast with it. Based on what you've seen out of the youth so far, Yogi, what do you think their weak point is? Well, I think it was what we saw last week, which was the inconsistency. Uh, and that's just not what we see. You know, there was, there was times they played sloppy. They didn't finish drives. You know, if they finish one of those two drives in the, inside the five, it's a different ball game. You know, if they knock some of those balls down in the deep balls, it's a different ball game. And I get it. It's a receivers. It's an offensive game. Um, but I thought that was just surprising to me. You know, I, talk, I can't tell you how many scouts I've talked to this year that have already raved about Jalen Johnson. And I think he's a top corner in the south and him and Paulson Adibo you can flip a coin with and he played his worst game you know and I, and I would imagine he would tell you that um, so I can't wait to see him come back because this is what you want right East South Winston Tay Martin the receiving core of Washington State so it, it was a it was a shock to me to be honest um, I'm sure it was a shock to them you know and just interviewing Kyle I'm doing a, another piece on Francis Bernard so air in a couple weeks um, you just tell you know he was, he was sick as was the rest of the staff about what happened because 
coaches know when they have something special and they know when they can take a run at it and they know when they give one away. And I think as much as, you know, SC earned it, they beat him. Matt Fink came in and did what no one probably thought the third string guy could do. But there's a world where Utah could have dominated that game and didn't. So, Yogi, before we let you go, give us a little preview of tomorrow's coverage. Where are you guys setting up? Where can people kind of participate? And uh, what's in store? That's a great question. Uh, as I as I believe, we were planning to set up outside of the practice facility across the street from the stadium. But I believe we may be in the indoor. Um, so as soon as I confirm all that, I'll, I'll make sure we kick it out on social media based on the lightning and setting up a set and all that. But we'll go on a three. Everybody's welcome. Uh, we'll be there. It's kind of the pre pregame of the Stanford-Oregon State game through the half of that. We'll come back out a couple more times, and then uh, we'll be there through the night for the postgame show. Yogi, one more question I wanted to sneak into you is this whole idea what the California lawmakers are uh, have passed and waiting for the governor to sign it, uh, the whole idea of college athletes being able to, to profit from their likeness and their image, uh, and the ramifications there are severe. How do you think this thing is going to play out and how, how severe will it be i don't know i mean i think it's i think it's really interesting you know if you asked my era of athlete when i was in college we didn't even think about it now granted i was a walk-on and got a scholarship so it was as though we did get paid you know and i and i felt what it like what it was like to not have to pay for books and be able to play and be able to compete and be able to get first dibs of class and all the stuff that is never talked about now from a scholarship athlete. You know, it's almost as though, yeah, of course we should earn that, we should get that, and and they should pay us on top of that. Um, I think that's a little ridiculous if you come in that arrogant about what you're already gaining. Now, around name, image, likeness, I get it. It's, it's also a different era when you look at the amount of money being spent in college football, on the amount of money being spent in recruiting, and how athletes are developing brands. I'd be the first to tell you that I do think athletes are brands. You know, I you know, put a quote on the cover of the book, athletes are brands too. But overall, I really think that if we took out all the emotion of this and said, okay, who can really make any money on the name, image, and likeness? I think there's two players, maybe three in the whole country this year. Right? Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tungavailoa, and maybe Jalen Hurts. And being in the world of endorsements as just a you know personality in sports, it's it's lucrative to some degree, but it's also not, you know, it's not like guys are going to be making 50 grand a commercial, you know, like I just, other than maybe one or two guys. So to me, the whole thing is if you're going to do it, cool, but we need to have policy set up in place. So it can't be used as everything will be it, you know, and have find all these unintended consequences like in recruiting, if you come here, we get paid more. All right. And then all of a sudden you get a deal for not having played yet. So if it goes down, I'd love to be in that conversation on stipulations of if you can't earn anything till your sophomore year or until you letter or as long as you have a 3.0 GPA, like I still think we have to respect college and what it's about. Um, and I'd also talk to the NFL. Like if guys want to go, go, go get paid. I don't care. You know, like the NBA, go, go play in the league. You know, so I, I think it's, it's a really fun convo. Um, I see the player side as a former one. And I see the administrative side of that one because you don't want you know, it to crumble in terms of college athletics. It's already individualized dramatically. Um, outside of a handful of programs around the country. So, yeah, it's a long topic. I can come on for an hour probably next time, and we can bounce it around. Well, Yogi, we certainly appreciate the time you're willing to give us today, and we certainly look forward to all of the coverage uh, from up there on the Hill coming up tomorrow. Have a great one. All right. Thanks, bro. See ya. 
Yogi Roth from the Pac-12 Networks with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So essentially, he thinks Washington State's going to throw the ball and Utah's going to run the ball. They're going to be who they are. Doesn't expect the weather to uh, affect either one. I'll tell you what, the, the, the one is the score. If Washington State gets out to a, a, a lead, I think that will affect Utah being, doing what they do. If Utah, gets, if Utah gets out to a lead, I don't expect that to change no, what the Cougars that's do. That's not going to change it at all. But I, I, it makes sense to me that the Utes would want to gobble up some, some time off the clock. It makes total sense. Yeah, and that's what they prefer to do anyway. So if you can kill two birds with one stone there, I don't know why you want to kill a bird, but you got it. You know, march on down the field, we're gaining five yards a pop. Nothing wrong with that. What about like uh, like peeking duck, you know, uh, or 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 you know those? What are they? A squab? You mean like? Uh, like uh, I'm trying to decide whether would I rather shoot a, a staring duck or a peeking duck? Mm. I know it was bad. It was really bad. But why a duck? Well, you said why? Well, I don't know why you'd want to kill a bird, and I'm just saying cuisine. Do you like duck? Uh, duck's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like duck all right. A little greasy? It is a little greasy, but that's fine with me. There's this <laughs> taco place I go to that has a has a taco, uh, a duck taco that's pretty good. Yeah, but what did you think when you got the bill? That's the worst. It's the worst. All right, we'll have more of the big show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.